time I'd watched uh, the Golden State OKC game at one point or another was like, wait, what? What? What happened? <laughs> wait, how? What? Yeah, that's what everybody was doing. <laughs> you know, that just sound like that just sound like Dave Chappelle. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I, I do that all the time. <laughs> Hold on, nigga. Welcome to the According to Sources podcast. You're joined by Andre Williams, Robert Tate, Devin Wittenberg. It's been a minute, but it hasn't been as long as it normally It's been a minute, but it ain't been as long as it normally is. So y'all should be happy about that. We got the podcast going. Huh? I was saying, D, what up? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, we done did two two podcasts at three, counting the one we did with the uh, SBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did we did three goddamn podcasts since you was on. Devin. Shut your ass fuck. up! What <laughs> 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 the fuck's going on? What's going on, man? Um, yeah, but we back on. You know, we want to talk a little bit about um, everyone saw the game except for Robert. He was at the barbershop. Uh, everybody except Robert saw the OKC Golden State game and. Um, We've been watching. We've been watching Steph all season. Um, I sent a text to Devin earlier, saying I wanted to talk about Steph in general, or specifically because he's he's quite possibly having the greatest season in NBA history. And Devin scoffed at that, and he threw out he threw out a, a season. Devin, the season you threw out the eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty seven, eighty eight Jordan season, the most prolific seasons. In the history of all sports. Okay. Now, you're saying that, I mean, obviously, I think we, we could all here say we know Michael Jordan had ridiculous seasons those uh, those two years. Uh, I think, what did he average, 37 points? 37, uh, and it was like on... Oh, 51% on like, shooting or something, yep. or 54 or something like that. He was and, like the first player to get 200 steals, 100 blocks in the same season. It was so ridiculous. Let's look at these these numbers here. Uh, I have them up. If my <laughs> computer would, would actually cooperate with me, it doesn't look like it wants to. These fucking kids, man, kick the ass. Um, here we go. So that season, 86-87, Jordan averaged 37 points per game. On 48% shooting, he had five rebounds, uh, four and a half assists, almost three steals, a block and a half. Um, damn good season. And he followed that up the next year, 35 points per game, three steals, <laughs> three steals, six assists, five and a half rebounds on 50 yeah, let's just call it 54% shooting. Mm-hmm. Followed that up the next season, shooting 54%. 32 points. You get the eight rebounds, eight assists. You get the point. Michael Jordan was a fucking monster. And and the, what I think the the one that like stands out to me was the 86-87 season because once you look at it, that's essentially his second season in the league because as we all, all of us loyal Bulls fans know, that was his the second year because 85 to 86, he was injured with that foot injury and he didn't come back into the playoffs where he scored yeah. 63 against Bird. Yep. But I mean like, like some of these other stats, the 86, 87 season, he had eight 50 point games, 37 40 point games. Like, what? Like, that shit is crazy. I, I, un- think, I understand ugh. that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, he, was playing, he was playing 40 minutes, 40 minutes a game. He was playing 40 minutes a game. He was playing 40 minutes a game, dog. What the I, fuck? This I, dude didn't sit down. No, he didn't. Now, I, now, Jimmy Butler, get at me. What up? Yeah. Oh, just now, don't bring up Jimmy Butler, dumbass. We, we know that those numbers are. 
outrageous, like for the time in which he was playing. No, but that Andy was a time more than forty minutes. <laughs> he did more than 40. <laughs> like, but the thing about what Steph is doing is okay. Like, we broke down Jordan's numbers, right? So let's break down what Steph is doing. Yeah. Or let, let's just look at it these last two seasons because he, I mean, he's been pretty uh, outstanding pretty much his entire career. But I think the last two seasons are the ones we want to look at. So last year he averaged twenty four points per game, um, seven assists. Four rebounds. He shot 48% from the field. He shot 44% from the three-point line, and he shot 91% from the free throw line. Um, so what we're looking at is damn near a 50-40-90. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he's averaging, let's call it, 31 points per game, 90% free throw shooting, 51% from the field, and 47% from the, from the three-point line. Like, and he's doing all of that in less than 34 minutes a game. Wait, I gotta use one of your stats. I gotta pull them up myself so I can look at them. Hold on. Like, yeah, he's not—he's not even three. playing in the fourth quarter to do this. And like, now you start looking into the advanced stats of like, like true shooting. His mm-hmm. true shooting number is sixty-eight percent. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, how is this possible? Like, his OBPM—he's having—it's the highest OBPM. In the history of the league, even Jordan's 86-87 season, I think Jordan was like 9.8 on OBPM. Steph is at 13.1 right now. 13.1. 13.1, motherfuckers. Like, what? What could happen? Like, what's going to happen when he wins another championship and another MVP and it emboldens him to take even more ridiculous shots that he's going to fucking hit? Like, what's going to happen next year unless his ankles disintegrate or something? That, that's coming. That's coming. I mean, so, I, I remember so, when I saw, like, like that part of the game. Because that's when I was – I told you I was at dinner, and I was like, okay, he's out with his ankle. Steve can he say no? That's what, I, that's what I figured. He said no. Steve not going to mess around. I, I was, he's just going to keep him out. He's just going to say, fuck it, don't worry about it, which would let the rest of the team is more than talented enough to beat this enigmatic Thunder team. And then sure enough, I see him playing. I'm like, what the fuck? These niggas was just down by 10 points. <laughs> He came in and immediately hit, like, two threes. Like, immediately. Like, no time wasted. And the thing that's crazy, like, I, I've been saying this for a while. The Golden State is, like, first of all, they're a team full of KGs. They set the most illegal screens oh in the God. history of the NBA. And, like, it's a, it's a league-wide thing, but they are the most egregious with it. I've seen Draymond Green start a screen at the baseline and it end at half court. I know that's his I know that's his boy. And he knows he is the, but but Andrew Bogan does it too. Face, man. Andrew Bogan starts screening motherfuckers outside the stadium. <laughs> like, look, I'm gonna get we gonna get these dudes open at all costs. They set the most illegal screens of all time. But the team is really, really well um, run. And, like, Steph, like, we talked about this earlier in the year, I think, and we said we were talking about who the best uh, player in the NBA was, and I said it was Steph. And he's done nothing to dissuade me from that stance. Like, he is – and, like, I know people love LeBron, but LeBron – even LeBron at his greatest, I don't think teams fear LeBron the way that teams are starting to fear Steph and Curry. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't. You don't, I don't think people feared LeBron? No, like, like, so you're telling me at the end of that game right there, if LeBron was bringing that ball up the court, 
he would have been as feared by everybody in that stadium the Hell same yeah. way he would. I, I don't I think, think so. Well, no, I'm not. They they they're fear for different reasons. They're, That's what I'm saying. You're not you're not you're not fearful that LeBron's gonna pull up on you because he don't have to. If you down, I think down by one or two. He can drive past anybody in the league. They, he can, but more often than not, even LeBron is going to pull up for a jump shot. That's because that's what guys do. That's what guys do in that situation. The numbers support that. Like, guys generally are going to take a couple dribbles, pull up, and try to get a jump shot. Now, if, if, if you can't possibly tell me anybody is fearing LeBron is going to hit the game win a pull-up jump shot over the way they're starting to fear about Stephen Curry. This dude is like, he is on another fucking level this season beyond some of the greatest seasons I've had seen some of the greatest have. I'm talking about Bird, Kobe, Magic. Like, he's on – he's like, he's – Hey, Devin, I, I'm with you. I can't wait until they stop throwing flowers at this nigga's feet. <laughs> I, 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 I don't – but I'm not – I don't even – I'm not, a, like, a huge Steph Curry fan. I'm just looking I at the numbers. Wait. This shit is I've crazy. Seen, I just think, like, prime shit. for prime. I've seen this shit uh, time and time again. When they they build your ass up, it's gonna happen. Yeah, we man. saw it. We saw it with Derek. We know what happens. We, we, we know what happened Derek. there. We've seen it with Tiger. We've seen it with LeBron. All these cats. They All he has to do is mess up once. But I'm just talking about pure on the court. What's going on right now? Oh, oh I know. This is completely I'm, unprecedented. I'm, I'm, I'm just in the I'm NBA. Just more reason to hate this kid. You can't, but yeah, you because you, you got to find a reason. Now this I'm, this season, I'm, I'm uh, but but Devin, literally, this season that he's having is literally unprecedented. Nobody I, has ever done what he's done stat wise. Now, if you want to say that, you're gonna have to take into consideration of his team. Now, if you look back at that Jordan. 86, 87. Yeah, terrible he had team. To play the most, he had to play the most minutes because that team was trash. Yeah, garbage. terrible. A lot of them teams, I think it was like the the 88 team as well. Like, what, 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 what was that? What's his name? Like, what, oh my god, I forgot. Like Orlando Woolridge and. Oh, they were terrible. I think they may have had an old ass. Did uh, they play with Moses? I think Moses may have been there. <laughs> <laughs> and even like at one point, like it was two seasons back to back where Collins and Jackson. They didn't even trust John Paxson with the ball. They were like, "Fuck it, hard. let Mike." Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust John Paxson with the ball either. Shit, fucking trust <laughs> I don't trust him with my basketball team. Why the fuck am I trust him with the basketball? But I mean, it's really convenient to steal buckets. I, I saw this. I was looking at this video the other night. This dude made uh, to teach young kids that like everybody can't be Steph oh in the God. sense of like as soon as you get past half court, you could just let that bitch go because no, everybody easier. can't do that. It's easier to have Clay and Draymond at certain points of the of the of the court where you can say, "Oh, here come the double team." Bet you don't want to fucking do that because I got all these motherfuckers that can shoot the ball. Yeah, but everybody has had that right, at some so point in their season, yeah, in their career. Yeah, rather, y'all want the uh, 1986-87 Bulls roster? Dave Corzine. Oh Jesus! No, is he 89? They they start in. Uh, Lineup: Brad Sellers, yeah, Mary Crystal, yeah, yeah, Ricky Wilson, Scott Meats, and old Pete Myers. Pete Myers, yeah, Pete Myers, Pete Myers, Pete Myers, and eighty. And what what season was this? Pete Myers. That had to be another goddamn Pete Myers. I just clicked his name. Nope, it's the Pete Myers we think it is. It's Pete Myers. 
Pete Myers gonna forever be an assistant. You uh, said eighty six. Eighty six. Pete Myers was your was he two guard, one guard? What is he? Six round pick. But back to Steph. Jesus Christ. Look at those bums. Look at those bums that he was playing. Uh, they had with. Charles Oakley this, too. Or is this just the wait a minute. Is this just the draft or is this was it oh these are their picks. These are this the is the roster. Picks. No, these are the Bulls picks. This is man, they, they, had six, they had six rounds back then. Yeah, the NBA, man. Yeah, NBA, yeah, man. NBA, the NBA wised up. All right, that's enough. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, but then the NFL used to have like it was like a week forty. It's like a week of drafting. Yeah, they, they had like forty rounds of drafted. You got cast like Mike Golick being drafted and shit. There's no way. He might have played a total of 155 minutes. That's another one that people forget. The Bulls took care of his ass because not only did they bring his monkey ass back, they brought him back more often than not. Like we gonna put you on the. You can you can you can miss they, me. They man. kept Pete Myers around for whatever reason. Pete Myers, John Paxson, Bill Cartwright, I mean, Stacey I mean, if King. You, if, you, if you yeah, if you if you look at any Bulls game today. And you just like if you watching like the the players go to the bench, you go, damn, hey, that's a that's a so so right there. Like, yeah, oh, but, the Bull, but you know the Bulls don't take care of their players that's though. Rand- you know. Damn, that's Randy Brown. I forgot he still yeah. worked for the Bulls. Randy Brown. Randy just needs some damn money. <laughs> Randy been around for a minute, man. But you know, but 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 back to this um to this stuff thing. I'm just looking at the numbers that he's putting up and the minutes that he's doing it not playing fourth quarters and he's still averaging 30 points per game and like he's he's about to have the greatest 50 40 90 season in the history of the NBA and those seasons are rare and he's about to have the greatest but is it the greatest is it is it better than any of Mike's season I I mean I look at it differently you know what I'm saying like you said the teams weren't as good I can't. I, I all I could do is weigh what he's doing right now, and this is as impressive. Because like '87, I was four years old. Like I don't know what the fuck what Michael Jordan's doing. So I didn't, like, I didn't really see it. But I will say that this is as impressive a season as I've ever seen with my own eyes, with the ability to actually understand what's happening. I don't know if it's better than some of the other seasons I've that I could like Kobe's. 2006. And even though the team wasn't all that great, the shit he was doing was outstanding. Uh, D Wade's what was it? 2009. Is that the Denver year? Nah, nah. The season after that, when he just you know when he averaged like 35 or something per game, they missed the playoffs. The the the, the Denver year was was after that. The Denver year was before uh, yeah, that. The year was, before. Before that. Okay. Yeah. Um, D Wade 2009. At, yeah, that's what I was I was gonna bring up that, that one nuts. and a few other ones. That shit was nuts. That playoff, the playoffs, man. He he put that whole damn team on his back. That shit was nuts. Yeah, so like those are seasons like all-time great seasons. Obviously, like Larry Bird had like three straight ridiculous seasons, and Magic had a bunch of outstanding seasons. Then you had some Shaq stuff thrown in there. Man, I was hoping you wasn't gonna forget my boy Shaq. The '99 2000 season. <laughs> yeah, to the Shaq has some stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, obviously, LeBron has had a couple of those seasons, but this is like this is one of those seasons that you like. I throw that in the hat, and I dare anybody else to just be like, "No, nah, this season was much better," and I'm gonna fucking rip that shit apart because nothing is much better than what he's doing right now. I think nothing. I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, say it's much better. It, it, it's on par with any any other greats. Like the shooting is ridiculous, man. But, he's but, shooting but, fucking forty-seven like, percent. You have three. to ask the question: Is it just is it 
because I can't, I cannot say as much as I would love to despise and dispute every stat. Du Bois arguably, when this season ends, he's going to be no, he is. the greatest shooter of all time. He's he already is right now. Yeah, and, he's and that. A lot of it, a lot of it too. You have to think about like we live in like the prime of the social media area era. Excuse me. He can't fuck up at all unless they want him to, which I'm hoping is not on the horizon. Yeah, you gotta. Don't say. Don't say. He gonna have like some illegitimate child. Yeah, exactly. This gonna happen. Because like Steph Curry got a little black ass kid running around. Exactly. Because put it like this: as much as they lift him up right now, shooting threes and shit out the womb. Exactly. Imagine if he would have lost last year, because not only was he not the best player on his team, he wasn't even the best player on the floor for most of the finals. If he would have lost, this might be a different story, but I'm, you know, digressing a little bit, but I'm in the sense of like looking forward, this season all comes down to his performance in the playoffs because I, I, a lot of people, I've been reading a lot, like on these little forums, a lot of people just keep on saying this is classic Spurs basketball. They want everybody to overlook them and low key. They're having one of the most efficient seasons. Yeah. They're having a great season. And then yeah, the thing about them, in, it's just like, I just <laughs> don't. Here's the thing about uh, the, about the Spurs. I don't think they can score enough, especially against the Warriors. Against the Warriors, like they can score enough against anybody else. I don't think they can score enough against the Warriors. The only team in the in the NBA that I think can score enough against them is OKC. The only problem with OKC is they're completely uh, unreliable. Like, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. They're the most enigmatic team in the Western Conference. I can't say the league because that's the Bulls. That's the Bulls. That's the Bulls. (laughs) Without a shadow of a doubt. Rob, you muted. I don't know if you muted yourself on purpose. The Bulls are still fucking trash. Yeah, but, yeah, I think think we've all come to – I mean, this wasn't as big an argument as I thought it was going to be. We we can all agree that this is what, like, the youth can – I mean, if you're you're, you're being borderline ridiculous if you say anything outside of – it being, you know, I I, I want to hate the kid. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Absolutely. I, I'm waiting for the slip up. Bring it I'm on. So, I'm so indifferent on to the, any of this. Life, yeah, hey, hey, I'm, I'm about to just like hey. on you. Bring hey. on the light skin, mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> illegitimate baby. That motherfucker playing hoops with playing hoops with the goddamn yeah. fallop with, with the tubes up in there. <laughs> 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 made the basketball out of the goddamn <laughs> hey, mulatto, scalato, curly hair baby that Steph got <laughs> three years ago. Before we came on the air, Dre was like, Devin, you should be ashamed. With that light skin on light skin. Hey, yeah, fucking light skin. Now. Yeah, boy, that boy got straight. He's straight up. Fighting, y'all been fighting for about 20 years to get back in style. Y'all yeah. still ain't there, though. Y'all still ain't there. You got the president of the other company, like, you know, pushing the, the brand along. You, you better get on board. Oh, <laughs> that's the whole ass Before this baby come out. Because <laughs> you, know, you know, it's, y'all one slip up away from be like, man, fuck them light skinned dudes. Oh man, Steph Curry is fucking it up. I know it's coming. I know it's coming soon. I yeah, know I better it. get behind the president of the company, man, before before his baby <laughs> come out. And Curry hating on that man. <laughs> you you don't hate, I, I don't hate on Morris Chestnut. I didn't hate on Morris Chestnut. <laughs> man, man, hey, there's not a lot of people that can shave their head. 
And like, like, damn, like, that's like he, he all right now. He's he still all right. Like, he, he, got, he, he realized he, got he was losing that hell, and he went and like he transitioned real smoothly to it. It was like, all right, <laughs> you forgot he even had him. Yeah, I was like, all right, I, I thought that the, the dude been ball for the last fifteen years. Like, no, nah, he just got it's down. been one year. It's been a year. He ain't got like the he ain't got the Taj. Where he still got the hair like showing. Yeah, <laughs> he cut it all off. He shaved. He cut it off and it's there. It's like it's it's bald. It's like it's like all right, you got the, the Tommy Strong going now. You good to go? So now we're gonna talk about we gonna we gonna uh, kind of move along a little bit. Stay in the same realm. We're gonna talk about OKC. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. That was as epic a collapse as um as I can remember. Now I did say this. I think I said it on Twitter. Like. I don't know if that was a foul on KD. You want to know why? Because nothing about what Andre Iguodala did when shooting that goddamn basketball was natural. That motherfucker was planking while he shot that ball. He shot the ball like he was trying to take off and fly. Directly, and you know, usually you got to powerbomb somebody in a situation like that for the ref to call a foul. He jumped up literally like parallel to the ground to get that foul call. Nothing about it was natural. And I hate when they give people those foul calls like in the beginning of the game, middle of the game, and I damn sure I hated it at the end of the game. But the probably the bigger yeah, thing for that... That's your boy uh, Jamal Crawford, the king of that shit. Yeah, the king of like you jumping into the guy. You know, who try, like, that's not a, you know who else does that shit a lot and don't really get the calls? Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, Jimmy I'm does just, it all the goddamn time. He and does he that garbage all the call. time. That's why he needs to stop doing that shit. And he doesn't get the calls. It's like, stop doing it. Just shoot, dog. So I didn't like the foul call, but they wouldn't have been in that position if if, if Kevin doesn't throw that ball away. He threw that. He was great all the way up until the point where he just wasn't great in that game. Like every time they needed somebody to stop a run, he was hitting a big three. He's making a big play. He was always there. And then at the end of that game, he, he made two key just like critical errors. Um, in that game. But I guess my question is, because this has been a debate, and I saw somebody talking about it on um, on Twitter, a lot of people think that Stephen Curry is a better basketball player than KD. Shit, man. See, now you're about to get me all fucking riled. See? See? <laughs> you're about to get me turned up, man. I knew you was going to say that simple. Like, what the fuck this, you say that, Dre, man? This is just what people are saying on Twitter. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it. I'm asking your opinion. <laughs> Remember, yeah, he likes skin like you, bro. See, see, <laughs> see, this is where I go back to telling you what my mama said. On the inside, I'm dark skin. I know it. Because, I, I, you know, I, KD said it after your game. I don't know if you guys peeped this. He was like, it's like you can't touch him. You can't touch him or anybody else on that team because – and then he just stopped talking. But what he – he said this before. He said this about – I think it was the, uh, the Heat when they played them in the, the season – not the postseason, not in the finals, but that year when the Heat won – I think that was uh, 2010 or 2011, I believe. But he said nobody on their team you can touch because, you know, it's basically they want it to still be a game. Now, I'm not saying that's the case with Steph because Steph flat out don't need nobody to touch him to go to the free throw line. He could just hit and score straight up. But KD is – I, I, I want to say Steph right now is better at the game than he is and I, because I think that KD is still – lingering a little bit from that injury from last year because there's just so many spots on the floor where you you used to seeing him dominate where he just doesn't take advantage anymore 
And I think yeah. that he relies so much on Russ now because Russ just is just coming into his own. And I think Russ is trying to put on his auction show so he can get the hell on out of there. I've been saying I don't. I think them two. Like everybody wants them to stay together, but I've been saying it for a while. I've been wanting them to to break up for at least two years. I I want them to be on different teams. Um, for one, people will see that Russell Westbrook is not a lead guy. Mm-mm. And by that I mean you you cannot build your team around Russell Westbrook and be um, in, in a, a contender for a championship. I don't think you can. Um, and they will see just how much better of a basketball player Kevin Durant is and Russell Westbrook. Like Kevin Durant is like all time great basketball player. Yeah. yeah, Russell Westbrook he's just a really really good basketball player, and there's nothing wrong with that. But he's not Kevin Durant. He's just not. He's just like I've seen guys come in and get triple doubles and do really, really great things before. Shit, Jason Kidd was a walking triple double. But do I think Jason Kidd was better than Kevin Durant? Hell no. Jason Kidd was kind of like soft triple doubles, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he was. I mean, he was literally triple double. He's just, but he's just getting triple doubles. He's getting like he's he's shorter than all of them, not nearly as athletic, and he's still getting like twelve rebounds and dropping fifteen dimes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so it, was I was, like, it was like yeah, it was like that, and like maybe twelve points or some shit like twelve that. points. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Or like I don't think like when Kevin Durant was out, OKC struggled to even be in the playoff picture, right? When Russell Westbrook was out, Kevin Durant won MVP, and I think OKC yeah. was like second or third, and like second, like had the second best record in in, in the Western Conference. So with basically the exact same team. So what happened between those two seasons? The only thing that happened was Kevin Durant got hurt and didn't play, and Russell Westbrook did. Those are the only differences. And the team went completely down without Kevin Durant, and they kind of didn't without Russell Westbrook. So I think that goes to show that one player is probably just a little bit better than the other. And I don't even think it's a little bit. Um, And even I think Russ is, for as much shit as Russ gets, even in the end of that game, you saw him. He was actively searching out ways to get KD the ball so that he could do his thing, and I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And when KD gets I've seen tired, him do that multiple times. Yeah, he does season. it all the time. People, but he not just this season. He's been doing it for a while now. People just don't like talking about it because the the narrative of Russell Westbrook is he needs to pass the ball to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter how often he does it. Oh even though, yeah, like, that's all. That's always the case. I think like seventy percent of his assists come on passes to Kevin Durant. So I I don't know. Seems to keep passes it to him um, enough, but um, no, I don't think Stephen Curry is a better basketball player than KD. I think he's playing better basketball than he is now, though. Right, right. That that's what I meant. Like as, at the moment, and I partially want to blame uh, the idiot that used to coach the University of Florida. Nobody likes people from there anyway. But <laughs> but Billy Donovan, or, he just or looks. You, or I, you though. Oh my God, they're they're intolerable as well. They're just they're all Marco Rubio, all of them are idiots. Um, but like it's just like Billy Donovan is just like there's no co- he's not there's no like he said talked about all these things he was going to bring cohesiveness, chemistry. He was going to learn how to use everybody on the floor along with Russ and KD. And it looks like it's just the fucking opposite. And like KD, I mean, right now KD has 24. He's averaging 24.3 a game, seven seven roughly eight rebounds and ten assists. KD twenty seven point nine a game, twenty eight points, eight re- I'm sorry, yeah, eight rebounds, five assists a game. It's the same shit. And you get Roberson don't know what the fuck is going on. 
He's not nobody. <laughs> nobody ain't developing Kyle Singler. Deion Waiters doing the same Shaq and the food shit that he been on. And Cameron yep. Payne is just like in the wing somewhere. And it's just like the only thing that's holding him up. I feel it's, it's just it's KD and Russ. It's KD. It's, and that's it. Like I, everybody was bringing all this good shit about Enos Cantor and Ibaka. They were going to be great in the front court. And what happened to Ibaka? And Jesus what happened Christ. to dude? He done fell inside of a, a, a Carrie Hilson. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. I, I don't blame him one bit, but I'm saying, though. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, man. One of the most underrated motherfuckers in, <laughs> in the show business right now might be Carrie Hilson. Bad. Bad. <laughs> bad. is Mother. fucking bad. Yes. Yeah. Underrated, dog. Yeah. I'm telling you. Like, Google Carrie Hilson and, like, search through a bunch of pictures she posts for, like, Instagram and shit. Underrated. Oh yeah. I, I second that. I, I ain't gonna say nothing else because I don't want that one of the hives to come after me. Yeah, I'll say beehive's gonna be all over you, bro. <laughs> that that's Rob Tizzle eighty eight <laughs> on, on, <laughs> on Twitter. Like, uh, Tim the two man Taylor when he uh <laughs> he would hold up the side. Yeah, I don't even know if I gave you the right direction. Maybe it's Rob Tizzle zero. It might be Rob Tizzle zero. Nah, that's not it. Is 88? Yeah, yeah. Hey, bring it on. Boy, they about to shut your ass down. What they say, I'm going to tweet through it. They going to put your ass. Your goddamn phone battery is going to be dead. I tell you what, any of them getting kicked out of bed. They both can stay. Either one. Either, one. If, the, if the police don't wanna don't wanna protect you, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um but yeah, yeah, I, I mean obviously uh it's funny because a lot of the things that everyone assumed would come with Billy Donovan, ball movement, actual like play sets and shit like that, I see a lot of that from Fred Hoyberg. Like the Bulls actually have a cohesive offense. They just have the defense of five blind men on the floor. <laughs> like, like oh, I, I can't. I, 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 I don't know. I, it I took, it the, took them some time, but if they score, they're scoring a hundred plus points like every night, and it's easy. The problem is they can't stop anyone. If I see another pick and roll, and and I don't, and I actually, actually kind of blame Boylan for this because he, he's a defensive strategist. Their pick and roll defensive philosophies are stupid considering who they have in the back trying to defend the basket. Their, their thing is they always want the guard to be chasing. They want the, ball, the guard to be chasing the guy and forcing him to the big man. Like, and that would be fine if the big man was Joe Kim Noah, which is who they probably assumed would be there at the beginning of the season and not always pal. But when it's pal Gasol, you can't force somebody to pal Gasol because pal Gasol is not – he's going to do one of two things. He's going to – Come all the way out and 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 screen his own player, oh, which I've seen him do life. multiple times. Or life. he's not going to come out at all, and it is oh going to pull up God. for the jumper. Or maybe three things: he's not going to do any of the above, and it is going to go straight to the basket and lay the ball up. So, you know, they should probably change their defensive principles. I have never seen. I just tweeted this out a little earlier. I have never seen somebody in a in a jersey play as poor, piss-poor defense on a pick-and-roll like you just explained it in my life. Like, every, like, every, t- like, whatever the offense is trying to do, like, you, like you usually want to try to take something away, right? Like, okay, take away them going to the basket. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a he, he gives it all up. 
they <laughs> like pick roll, they, they pick roll this man like you have never seen. And like you said, he either comes out too goddamn far and he leaves his man and it's an easy oop, or he doesn't come out far enough and it's a bad. Get, or he stays in the middle. <laughs> he, he stays there. right in the middle. And, let, and, and they go straight to the basket. It, and they, and they yeah. blow by him. Like, and like a lot of people like doing? blame, try to blame the guards for it. And it's like, that's not the he guards' fault. Ass. It's Why his is fault. It the guards <laughs> fault? He's, he's standing right there in front of the basket. Because a lot of people say, like, people have asked me this. So like, Why is Derek always trailing on the pick and roll? And I'm trying to explain it. I'm like, that's the philosophy. They're supposed to be like that's what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to go over the screen and trail the ball handler. So basically, they could try to double team. What 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 else is he, is he supposed to do? If he if he if he goes if he goes underneath it, then he's losing. No, you know that's because they they've spent the last six years watching them ice the pick and roll. But no, but who 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 gonna ice it? Who's icing it? Well, I mean they did they ice last year with Powell too. <laughs> I'm just saying, but they, but that's what people have. Yeah, they did. They they did. I must have missed it. <laughs> nah, they 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 iced the pick and roll with uh. It didn't work, but they definitely they that's still what iced that's it. What I'm saying. <laughs> they still they still the philosophy was still to force the ball handler to one side and 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 basically force them away from the pick. Like that was that was the philosophy. If you could catch it before it happened. But now they allow the pick to actually happen, and they drag, they trail the ball handler, and it's basically supposed to create a double team on the ball handler. And it would only work right if, one, your center was defensively cognizant of what was going on, two, he could move, three, he, he wasn't lazy. And the Bulls have a guy so I'll, who's... I'll say three <laughs> that wanted to move. I'll say that. The Bulls have a guy who doesn't want to move. He doesn't know what defense they're playing, and he doesn't care to know. He's out there winging it. Like shit, I got I got two rings. What the hell can you tell me? <laughs> like I'm I'm here to shoot. That's what I'm here to. Do. I'm here to shoot. And for the life of me, I watched I watched the city of Chicago. I watched and listened to the city of Chicago complain to the high heavens about what Carlos Boozer was and wasn't doing on defense. Man, Son of a nobody, nobody says anything about Nobody talks about what Powell is doing because he's giving you a double-double because he somehow managed with his seven-foot frame to grab 12 rebounds. He like some, shit rebounds. He's, some shit he's supposed to be doing. And he's what eight is, feet tall. He's, his fucking long arms. I'm saying his long arms. When they're picking... When they're picking, rolling, and and uh, and 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 Rose is is kicking it out to him, and he at the top of the key by himself. When he's like, you know, giving you that Indiana uh, set shot, he's supposed to hit that shit. So he's supposed to get a double double every fucking night. But when he giving up, what is the side? The same. Twenty six and fourteen. Night. Twenty six and fourteen. They had like six people in double digits. Shit, Wolves did too. <laughs> Shit, they scored 119 points. They just happened to give up 129. Like, what the damn, fuck? man. Like, I just don't fucking get it. Oh, we just get, oh, we I, just I, told I you. It. We I just told it. you why. <laughs> they, they pick and roll them all night. They pick and roll them to death. Well, Another problem. I just don't get like the sense of like 40 something uh, points in the paint. In the paint. Yeah, yeah, they had 24 like the first half. Pick up like 46 right. or 47 points in the paint. Like, I mean, they they really miss Jimmy, and I hope when he comes back, he doesn't. He sees it like, okay, they're scoring a hundred points like every fucking game without me. Maybe I don't need to come in here and try to dominate we the ball. We talked about this. We talked about this. <laughs> like, you don't need to get those stats. Right? Like, maybe what the, the the point averages was when when it was 
Jimmy and the team versus when it's Rose and the team. It feels I don't I don't know them. I could probably look them up right now, but this is according to sources. I don't fucking want to. Um, <laughs> but it feels to me like they're scoring more points with Derek. They have just Derek. Now the problem is they can't defend anybody. So a team like Miami, you got. D Wade, you got Joe Johnson. You saw a lot of their big guards posting up our small guards and just like doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. That's mm-hmm. where you miss Jimmy. So you're hoping that Jimmy comes in and he's like, okay, we really don't need a, somebody to come in and, and try to just you know jack up 25 shots or jack up 20 shots and score 21 points. Like, we don't need that. We need you to keep moving the ball. We need you to, to really get in on this defense because that's where we're losing these games at. Um, Fuck, man. I'm on power out of Chicago. I wish they would have traded him so bad. <laughs> but you hear what Gar said. Gar said that he's in our future plans. And Gar, isn't, Gar isn't in our future plans. So what the fuck does he know? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know Fred ain't about that life at all. Yeah, no, the way Fred. their offense works, Powell slows everything down. Yeah, they, they love when Derek gets the ball and runs up the court. And it's like, it'd be crazy because, like, you still see Pat Derek be coming back down the court after scoring the basket and Powell has to start running up the court trying to catch them. I've, like, I've no, 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 stat- Powell, turn around. Turn yeah, around. We I already scored. I read a stat the other night that said during Doug's, like, resurgence and, like, his, like, his boom, you know, this, this like, uprising of him scoring all these points – I think it was like 60% of the points that he makes are contributed from Derek or their points responsible that contribute back to Derek because he sets up the play for him. Because he's a point guard. I think people I, – I, I talk about this all the time. I don't think people realize how good he is and how good he has been. Like, he's been one of the best point guards in the league when, he play, when he's playing. Um, and I don't Unless think that's – His name is Mike Conley. Fucking Mike Conley. Fucking who, Mike who Conley. Said that, who said that again? Was that Kaplan? Yeah, man, Kaplan. <laughs> a known he, can't, he, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, liked him from jump. He had, well, uh, well, no, let him tell it. He's he's loved him from jump. He's hated him ever since this whole, you know, circus that has started or whatever. You know, but they're, they're, they're responsible for that. They're responsible for that, though. Like, that's that's on them. That's not on Derek. But, like, well, I they, like they would, or they would, they would They would argue that, you know, it's, it's based off what he hasn't done himself any favors by what he said. Mm-hmm. Man, look, what Derek came out and said today was perfect. He was perfect in what he said. He's like, look, I've like I've had some knee injuries, and there's going to be setbacks, but I'm happy with where I am right now. That's perfect, and that's where everybody should be. Like, yeah, he didn't play for he didn't play for a week. He missed three games. So what fucking said, what? What he said today was better. What he said the other day wasn't. Hey, yeah, what did he say uh, about not playing? He probably he that's just the way he's but that's but you know that's how that's him. Well, you know if it's the playoffs, you know, are you you know and are you know is it something that you think if it's the playoffs? This it's a very common question. It gets asked all the time, and the 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 to keep the media off your ass, you're supposed to say, oh yeah, if it's the playoffs, yeah, I would play for this. But when when has he said? What he's quote unquote supposed to say. It's not happening. It's just not happening. I get that. I'm just I'm just saying from a a, from a PR standpoint and from keeping people like us fucking irritated to the high heavens, he has to also help us in this situation. I I read that comment and I was like, all right, whatever. Because obviously, if he had to miss a week of basketball. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that even if it was the playoffs, he probably wouldn't have been playing. He had to miss a week. Like, something was wrong. 
like it wasn't a I'm hurt thing. Like, cause at first I thought it was okay. He's like, is he's hurting? It was an injury. Like that's an injury. So if it was a playoffs and they said he couldn't play, he probably just wasn't gonna play. But this Bulls team isn't making the playoffs anyway. So who the fuck the fuck are we asking them questions about the playoffs for? They're not yeah, making the playoffs. That's, that's the part that nobody that you know the, the conversation they've been having about this whole Mike Conley thing. It's never been really brought up. It's like. You know that that kind of gets pushed to the side, but you know it needs to be doing what you got to do to play. You know, play in the playoffs, and you know you're almost out of the playoffs and all of that. It's like, wait a minute, are, is, is this team winning a championship? Or, I mean, is is that what is that what the goal is? Is that what the realistic nope. goal is? The but goal. You let them tell it. You let them tell it. It's about oh, having pride in your basketball team. No, this no, isn't about no, giving up. No, no, people are realists. How about I pass you my doctor's statements? From the past three years, and I'll have pride in that shit. Yeah, right, this is this is what I told. I, I've said this before. My ideal situation for the Chicago Bulls team is for Derek to continue to play as well as he as he has played, and the Bulls to miss the playoffs and get a lottery pick. And then next year, Derek has he after he's built up his confidence this season. Then next season he comes out and he does what we expect of him. That's all I want. This team isn't doing anything, and we get. Good free agents. We get an actual center in here that's young and can move. We get a starting small forward. You know, things like that. Like, those are the things that I want from the Chicago Bulls team. This team isn't winning the championship. some straight athleticism. Kaplan just said on Twitter, he said, a guy asked him, he said, uh, you really want Mike Conley over over this D-Rose? And the guy was referencing to the D-Rose in the, in the game tonight. He's like, it's not just Conley. I want a fresh start with anyone else. Like, do you... Do you realize how stupid you sound saying that? <laughs> so you want D'Angelo Russell or Jordan Clarkson playing? They want. I, mean, the, I meant to go to. I meant to go to his. his you know, and it's it's so crazy like the shit that Isaiah Thomas is doing in Boston doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work everywhere else. Derek is perfect no. in the position that he's in right now. It's, the Bulls have he's been bet, he's this All Star game. Dude been balling. He's like the All-Star game. He's been since like the middle of December. So we're yeah, talking exactly. about like two and a half months. And he's just been playing really good basketball. I think what what that dude is, is they just don't like him. Yeah, period. Like, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's why like I, I can't argue with someone. Like, you don't like somebody, that's cool. But I think you can't trade away or let a guy go when you have you have a starting backcourt, right? You have two guys that are relatively young. All they have to do is play together. Like they, they, Derek is finally healthy, and now Jimmy is out. Like it's always been something, you know what I'm saying? So let them two play. But none of it matters. Like none of it matters. You get Mike Conley, and then the Bulls go out there and sign Pau Gasol to a twenty million dollar contract for four years. Like okay, now you got Mike Conley, and you got fucking Pau Gasol. Look at how that worked out for Memphis when they had a Gasol and Mike Conley. Didn't work out too well. Like so, and you know the Bulls. If it's guard form, and they're actually trying to go out there and sign Palgasol, and for all the shit that Palgasol is talking about, it's not about the money. When the Bulls throw his ass a whole bunch of motherfucking money, like we all know they will, he's gonna sign back with Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are gonna have, he gonna get an eighty million dollar contract from the Chicago Bulls, twenty twenty goddamn million dollars a year. This is what he's gonna get from Chicago Bulls. None of it matters. None of that. No matter who you get to come in here, you let Derek go, you get somebody else. None of it matters if the front office doesn't put together a well-balanced team. None of it. Look at who you're going to get. I mean, essentially, and then what fucks it up then is when Pal starts to suck, it's going to be just like the Boozer contract. Who's going to take that contract? Man, Pal, has already, no Pal has already started to suck. I mean, like, when they when they publicly say it, 
You know, because Gar and Pax are living in this delusion that, oh, pal, no, no, no. I mean, we're just having a test season. We're going to part of the, you know, the motion. Nah. No, you better part never of the motions. You're, they ain't going to never say pal sucks. They ain't never going to say Because he shit. likes the opera. <laughs> and because pal, pal says all of the right things. It's funny. Pal says all of the right things and never gets crushed for playing badly. Derek says some bad things periodically. Plays very well, gets crushed. Mm. This fucking city, this fucking city is so ass backwards. It doesn't make it's any like they, they sense. It's like they get more, they get more frustrated on what Pal says, but it's a, it's a short segment. It's a, you know, you know, it it turns into a blanket statement. It, it it's not like it was just Pal that made you know that made the statement. It's the whole team. Every team said this. Said no, but they we're said, talking about said. the guy who didn't play defense. He can't talk yeah. about playing better defense. He can't. He could because Pal points fingers. Yep. You know. Like, cause you'll listen to like, like take Derek and even Jimmy and Taj, like everybody else, they all say things and it's like they they internalize it, right? They mm-hmm. talk about what they can do better. Like you always say, like, have you ever listened to Derek Rose talk? Everything that he talks about is about how he can get better. Every time you hear, every time you hear Pal Gasol talk, it's about how well we. Whenever somebody's saying we, nigga, they mean you. It's like they. <laughs> it's like they. They talk about it, but it's a it's a it's a real small blip on the radar when he's when he says it. It's like it, it, you know people have snarky remarks. Oh, we you mean you? And like that's just it. It's not a long conversation about it. Like that's just it. That's the that's the only thing we're gonna say about it. We're not. Let's gonna get back to Derek. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but Derek, you know, well he had you know twenty something points, seven assists, you know, a couple steals. Yeah, yeah, but. He didn't, injuries, that, he didn't play injuries, that. He didn't play that. He was coming and, out the game. And he came out the game for a few minutes. You know when it when the team was making a run, and it's like, oh, dog, are you fucking kidding me? That's what we're talking about. He can't and, win. And, and, and he can't. That's why I put out that the, the one of those podcasts. I said I want him. I want him to leave Chicago. I want him gone. I take. I take yeah, Mike Conley. Apparently, everybody else does too. I don't want him. I don't want him gone for the same reasons though. I want him gone for completely different reasons, because once this team goes in the fucking cellar and we're we're back to the to the goddamn Cornell David years and and the Tim Floyd years, then everybody will be happy and they'll get to the bitch all they want about how bad the Bulls are. Because truth be told, the Bulls aren't that far away from being a contender team. But if they had, they just need a competent front office to put it together. Shit, especially what you see what's going on in Cleveland. I mean, the Bulls, yeah, all they yeah. need to do is just make a few moves and get their head out of their asses, particularly Gar and Pax, because they're about to self-destruct Yeah, Cleveland if they haven't done it much, already. That much was obvious what was going to happen. It was obvious because you had... I want them gone so bad, man. Oh, Gar and Pax? I want them gone so bad. They, they, uh, yeah. they're, they're they can they can go wherever the fuck power's going. But let, let, before we before we leave, we can talk about Cleveland real quick. I think that's interesting. Um, the second that Kevin Love becomes a bigger part of the team and marginalizes uh, Kyrie, and now he's unhappy. Right, so I say it again. Kevin Love has become a more integral part of that integral part of that team, and then by that happening, it marginalizes Kyrie. The same thing happened in reverse. Kyrie was an integral part of the team, and it marginalized Kevin Love. And Kevin Love was unhappy. Like those are talents that aren't going to match very well. It's not like uh, D Wade and LeBron and, and, and Chris Bosh. You know, like Kyrie is still young, 
Like I said this when they when it happened. Like Kyrie is still young. You asking a twenty two year old, twenty three year old dude to just like, well, take a back seat. And he's sitting there like, well, wait, motherfucker, I'm a all star MVP. And you know, yeah, I didn't I don't, I don't understand that though. I don't give a damn how old or young he is. The what the way he was he was doing it before before he had anybody over there, he wasn't winning. He wasn't doing shit. So maybe yeah, you but need to that's, humble yourself. But that's not how but that's not how young guys think. This well, is that, not that, how young people I, think. I, I, I get that. I'm I understand that. And I'm saying that's a problem. Because you got these cats over in Golden State, they're not thinking about, oh well, you know, I'm I need to be the man. I need to do that. Like when people was no, we never really got this this story if it whether or not it was the truth or, or whatever. I don't think it was the truth, but Jimmy and, and Derek on whether or not you know, one person is saying, well, I want to be the alpha male and yada, yada, yada and all that shit. Shut the fuck up and play basketball. Just go play basketball. Do you want to win? All right, y'all got the talent. Put the talent together and play basketball. Yeah, but but, but you got to tell me, like, over time, like, that's been a story of basketball players over time, and I don't think it's going to change with Kyrie Irving. Like, you had Jimmy Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, and Jason Kidd, all on the same team. The motherfuckers couldn't make it work. Because young guys are young guys. And when you're great, like not just young guys, like young, really, really talented people don't want to take a backseat. Kevin Love didn't want to take a backseat. That's why he was huffing and puffing and pouting all last season because mm-hmm. he was taking, he took the backseat. And he's older than Kyrie. That motherfucker damn near 30. See, that's why it was such a challenge for LeBron because he thought shit was going to be sweet. He thought that he was going to come back. Talent was going to be, you know, still working, but he didn't realize that talent alone, he needed to be a mentor to these young cats. When he was in Miami and it was a big three, all of them were on the same page. They all were on the same level of maturity. I mean, obviously, they had their risks. Yeah, that was the main thing. They were all on the same level of not just maturity, but of success. Exactly. Like, and some and some people even more success than LeBron. Dwayne Wade had already won a championship. So it's like you kind of have to listen. Like, Pat Riley has – Championships, you know, so Eric Spoelstra has the backing of a guy who has multiple championships. You know, Dwayne Wade has his championship. You know, Chris Bosh was a, a you know six, seven-time All-Star, whatever he was, one of the better power forwards in the league. Um, but now you have Kevin Love, who's never been to the playoffs. You got Kyrie, who's never been to the playoffs, and you got LeBron, who comes in and he thinks, okay, well, we're just going to put this together and it's going to work. And they actually talked about that, that he he really didn't realize how much mentor, mentorship he would have or, or need. And then, this, you know, his mentorship, the, the way that he's doing it, I mean, some, like, he doesn't job with everybody. Like, some, like, they're just, nobody jobs with everybody. So just to say you expect for them to get together because of the winning, well, I don't, I don't know about that because that winning don't always care. Like, everybody says winning cures everything. That's just, just not true. That ain't never been true. Winning championships probably cures everything. And even sometimes that doesn't. Kobe and Shaq never got along. They could have won five, six, seven championships. They was winning championships. Them motherfuckers decided, you know what? Kobe's like, you know what? I don't want to play with this motherfucker no more. I want to do this shit on my own. And he took his lumps, and he finally got there. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe maybe Kyrie would never get there. But I can understand the not wanting to be marginalized portion of his career. Like, he's 23 years old. He doesn't want to just sit in the corner and wait for the ball to get kicked out to him like he's Norris Cole or fucking Mario Chalmers. Like, I can understand that. I can understand being unhappy with the way that the way things are going for him right now. Considering, that, I mean, he's coming off the injury. It took him a while. He's starting to get back to that elite status as, like, an offensive option on the basketball team. And he doesn't want to be Norris Cole. He doesn't want to be Mario Chalmers. And that's fine. 
to me. I mean, yeah. look, look at it like this. Now, this might be far-fetched because obviously with his injuries and he doesn't do it at just a rapid pace and just a brilliant efficiency as the other person. But Kyrie can't shoot three. He, I mean, he's a great three-point shooter. Don't get me wrong. He can't do it like Steph. But Kyrie could do so much more offensively on the court. Than just and, stand in and the corner. Contribute, and still contribute to his team by not doing everything. But yeah, he can. I, just like how you said, Dre, like, this is a young dude, man. And just like how you said, Rob, like, just shut the fuck up and play. Go along with the process. We all here for the same thing. And you see, it, it says a lot when you have a guy like J.R. Smith say, we all need to be on the same page, and that's winning. This motherfucker yeah, said you know that. What, you know what? He on, always, J.R. always say that bullshit. He always say that bullshit right around his time, and then he he gonna he gonna end up doing some dumbass shit in the playoffs like he always does, like disappearing against Golden State, like he always does because this is what Jr. does. But I I just think you know young guys are gonna be young guys, and hopefully what will come from this maybe maybe this is what it is for Kyrie. <laughs> maybe he's looking at this this Cleveland Cavaliers team the same way that most of us are looking at this Cleveland Cavaliers team and thinking it's not a fucking chance in hell that this team is winning shit. So why the fuck do I got to take the backseat for us to not win? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how he's looking at this because I'm looking at that Cleveland Cavaliers know. team like they ain't winning a goddamn thing. Nothing. And if they'd have had Kyrie and Kevin Love last year, they wouldn't have won still. I'd have I loved, know. I would have loved know. to have seen Kevin Love attempt to guard anybody on that team. I would have loved to see Kyrie attempt to guard anyone on that team. Hey, but Steph, but to his, to his credit, Steph couldn't guard him. So he put, what did he put up in that first game? He was, he was messing Steph up. And Steph, damn, dude, see, that's why I always go back to, like, thinking about, like, that finals. It was so intriguing because Steph wasn't the best player on the court. And to, for Cleveland to do, like, a self-reflection and say, like, these motherfuckers beat us, and we, they didn't even have Steph at his best. That's how good that team is. And just like I used to yeah. say, look how young they are. Like, That's the thing. They, 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 beat them, they beat them, and it took, it took Steph, I think it was the, the end of game three, when you could see it, and Steph was just like, oh. And that was the end of the series right yeah, there. I, just like, I, I, it I was like that. It was the end of game three, and I think they ended up, they even lost that game, but at the end of the game three, you could actually see the moment on his face when he was just like, you're like, I got it. And then he just started fucking them up from that point forward. He wasn't even playing well before that, and they still won. And they can't, as close as people want to say that series was, it, the last three games, I think, then they beat Cleveland about like 20 points in the last three games they won. It's like 20-point wins, or like double-digit wins in the last three straight wins. The game four came down. I think that one was in single digits, and then five and six, yeah. that shit wasn't close. Yeah, they it wasn't close. They blew. Yeah, they blew, blew their asses out. Okay, the last one was a, was a single. The game four was single digits. Game five and six, I know they beat. They beat their ass for like twenty points. That shit wasn't close at the end of that series. The second Steph figured it out, it was over. And know. the same thing is gonna happen again this year. The exact same thing because unless unless somebody gets injured, you know, injuries are the the one unknown. But if <laughs> nobody Popovich has a trick up his sleeve and he can upset Golden State. Yeah, and then and then even still, <laughs> okay, let's say that they uh, they upset uh, Golden State and Cleveland has to play uh, the Spurs. No, We've I seen think, that song. We've I seen think, that song and dance. I think that would be that would be more of a blowout than it would be Golden State beating them. 
I mean, Popovich is in the blueprint. I can make LeBron use everybody else, and that shit doesn't work. See, but now if they go to the to the finals and everybody is still there, it's not going to be the game where the, the same strategy of LeBron grinding the game down and pounding the ball into the um <laughs> to the floor, using all twenty three seconds of the clock to try to slow them down because that's not how Cleveland plays. They're going to try to run and gun with them, and they're going to get ran the fuck off the court. So Point blank game, simple. Game four. That's the game that it was close. No. 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 One hundred three to eighty-two. Okay. Oh, so they blow them out. Game five was one hundred four to ninety-one, and then the last one was one hundred five to ninety-seven. So they blew their yeah. ass out. <laughs> so the last game was close. I don't think that. I think that game John, got close at the I end. Score. I yeah, that wasn't indicative. They were beating the dog shit out of them pretty much that entire goddamn game. That was some garbage. Some garbage points make the game look close, but they beat the dog shit out of them that game too. By the end of game three, fucking Delavadova was just. What did they say? He had to get. He had to be at the hospital overnight for hydration. From trying to run around and chase staff. Getting his ass dog walked. Yeah. From that point forward, but we're gonna see. We don't see what happens in this finals. It was, you know, we got to start doing more of these because the conversations are always fun and engaging, and um, we don't do enough of them. And I'm wasting my goddamn money on this, uh, on on this, on this, uh, this yeah, podcast and space. And I, so we, I really want to do some more. Um, it's never too early for the Bears, and that's a diehard Packers fan saying that. And I don't want you guys to make a big fucking deal out of it, but just take it and roll with it. Don't say nothing. You know, you know I don't give a fuck about the Bears, but I mean, if that's what you guys want to do, <laughs> that's what you guys want to do, by all means. Uh, like, Rob, Bear. when we were driving to the fucking Bears camp, he was like, I need you to be objective. I was like, what? Nigga! <laughs> Ain't, a, ain't an objective bone in my body. Fuck him. Listen to Mike Mayock, oh dumbass. <laughs> oh, this is what I wanted to. This is what I wanted to. Um, Scrapping down every year. Before we get off, did you guys see uh, Vince Goodwill and um, Chet Copic going at it earlier today? No. No. Uh, cause Chet, he is Chet says, Copic, so he's a he's, he's a like, fucking clown, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like he's like senile or some shit. It's like his his like, like what? He was going um. What are you talking about? He was going off about Derek and uh. <laughs> Who was? And I Chet think, was. Yeah, Chet was, and uh, Vince said was. something to him. He, Vince said something to him like, "If you believe that, then you must have had too many uh, beers early in the morning, or some shit like that." And Chet hit his ass with the, "I was covering the Bulls when you were still in diapers," and then he called him. Uh, what did he call him? I think he called him uh, company man or some shit like that. <laughs> they was going, they was going at it. Don't think he shit like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I say one thing about uh about old Vince. I remember when I first saw Vince, and I was like, he came up there. No, you know, I like Vince. Vince is a cool ass dude. I've had some conversations with Vince, so I don't want him to feel disrespected if anybody goes back and says this to him. But he came on the um on you know they did the little sideline report. I didn't know who he was, and I was like, well, this brother can't talk. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, Somebody said it. Somebody I'm like, uh, said it. How the fuck did he get a sideline job and this nigga came to go? Like, look, but look. Somebody look, you know, had I, to say it. I got, I got a lisp. I, I talk with a lisp. I've always had a lisp. But I'm sitting here listening to this dude, and I'm like, he got to have pictures on somebody. He got pictures of something. I was, I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the game today. And like, like you said, I like Vince, man. He is his tweets are usually good. His insight is really good. He don't take no shit from all these Bulls fans to get on his case. Mm-hmm. Go back to Detroit and all that. He owe no punches. Nope. Yes, yeah, the speaking voice on TV. Man, nah, he's, <laughs> on, he's he's been on the radio uh, in the past month or so. He's been he's been. Actually, better on the radio, I guess, because he's probably more relaxed. It's more yeah. relaxed. relaxed That's what I thought. Like maybe he's just like he's nervous, but I'm like this nigga can't talk, man. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 you know what he sounds like? He sounds like a nigga from the south side. Yeah, <laughs> he sounds like he, he might be eating his goddamn words. What the fuck are you just saying? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what did you just say? Like, they got. I was about to be like, y'all got to put a tele. Y'all got to put some motherfucking close captions for Vince. I need a. I need a talk box. <laughs> can I get a stenographer? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what that sign language lady at, man? Because I don't know what this shit is, man. Oh, what the fuck? Y'all know what the fuck this over here talking he about, man. Those motherfuckers, he be talking to you, you be like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Not knowing what the fuck he is. Like, just go like, along with you. You're like, what? For real? <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yo. <laughs> He called this man a house man. <laughs> yeah, house man, house man. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, but you know what he really wanted to say? Oh yep. shit! He called him you a know, house man. He wanted to call him a house Hell nigga. Yeah. Oh, you know what he wanted shit. to say? Yo, he called this nigga a house man. Where is it? Oh at? shit! It's on his. It's on his. Um, yeah, go through his, go through his tweets. You gotta go through his uh his mentions. Yeah. How many, how many bulls are dying to pop off about the indifference of Derrick Rose? Bulls would move him for a six-pack of beer. Oh, that's what I, – I saw somebody retweeted that. Somebody had tweeted that to Vince earlier, and I thought that was, you know, just somebody making up some shit because they was, like, throwing a shot at Cap because he was like, let's trade him for a six-pack of beer. And then he mentioned yeah. it kindly. I retweeted it. I didn't know he was talking about what Chet had said to him. <laughs> Yeah, because it ain't no retweets on this shit or nothing. No, nah, I was looking at Cotton, that. You know, you, Dre, you know who is ain't real no, good. Ain't no woman on this shit at all. What, what'd you say, Dev? You know who Chet Copic's real good friend is. No, which like one? Kindly, of and Dick, him and Mike Dick could go way back. Two oh, races, two races in a peapod. Yeah, Dick are just as racist as he want to be. Yep, That's, everybody okay, in Chicago like Vince. Vince, he let that shit slap. That was that whole boy. If I was outside, I'd fuck you up type yeah. of yeah. type treat. He said, "House man." Yep, good story. Good story. I hope some hoops when you were in diapers. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? But all right, man. Y'all got uh, always wild. They always wild. Who copy? Yeah, are always awesome. Always welcome. You know, to the world's instant anarchy. What? Fuck Chet Copy. I said it. Yeah, fuck him. 
You got anything you want to say, Devin? He can he can bypass his kids' um, graduation. Just looking at the the Bears, man. I mean, they <clears throat> they pick number eleventh this year. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. This is our first real look at Gase, not Gase. Uh, the fuck is this boy's name? The uh the new GM. <sighs> That's a pace. Shame. Pace. Yo. They all Chuck Worski jumped in the middle of it. <laughs> what did he say? Not to get in the middle of this, but I will. Vince <laughs> <laughs> is highly regarded and respected is and uh is an outstanding journalist. Okay. That didn't okay. add anything to it. Yeah, that didn't fucking do anything. I mean, I don't know. I think it kinda did for Chuck to, to step in and say and at least say Oh, you said Trump. Chuck. for some reason I thought you said Mark. I must be fucking tired as hell. I thought you said Mark. <laughs> The other dude, <laughs> Shronowski or whatever his fucking name is. Oh, yeah, no, I no, 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 not him. Because he want, he want, he want uh, Conley too. Yeah, dickhead. Anything? He, uh, uh, he was on, uh, he was on Cap show, and he he brought up Conley before Cap did. <sighs> ain't nobody even watch my. They ain't even. That's how you know they don't even watch basketball. <laughs> he Mike was Conley, on the show this uh, today, and he brought it up actually. Mike Conley been hot ass boo boo <laughs> for a while now. He's been Forgot he's it. been decent the last couple of weeks since what's the call that went down, but that's about it. Decent. That's I mean, about when, it. When, when, when was the last time? How, how many times have was Memphis, you know, the favorite to come out of the West years ago? A couple and, times. And they not, and they not Lionel Hollins. Because his, and I like now. and I like Mike Conley, but he ain't better than Derrick Rose. Do, even this, even this iteration. Rose. That, that's just being goofy. You got any of the final comments, Rob? I like to punch Chet Kopic in the face. That's about it. Yeah, I can join you on that. Yeah, join you on that train. He has a picture in his uh, photos of him with a black eye. Eight years yeah. ago Sunday, a two-bit thug from Milwaukee sucker punched me after a DePaul Marquette game. Yes, he paid. That's probably debatable. <laughs> there was a sucker punch. Yeah, that, that sounds like that sounds like it, it sounds like a motherfucker said. He said, uh, "But you wait, till you see what the other guy looks like." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if that was you and Kane, you got your ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know so many people don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and close this out. I got a couple words to say about old HGH head, um, Peyton Manning. Oh, fat here. <laughs> fat head, fat head. So, you know, we were supposed to do a podcast, I think it was like two weeks ago, about um, about the whole case. You know, I wanted to talk about um, sexual harassment in sports. I got into a huge, huge argument with one of my younger cousins about uh, how he never believes a woman if she accuses a, an athlete of sexual harassment. He thinks they're all money-grubbing hoes that want money. But I'm here to tell you, I don't know... If any of you people who have ever, like, first of all, okay, I'm about to get real racist, but I don't give a fuck. Now, Rob has been in a locker room before, and you've seen the most juvenile shit in the history of man inside that locker room, have you not? I've been a part of it. He's been a part of it. Now, you asked. That forehead, that forehead did, but there's some definitely some borderline dude. That, that's some stuff that now, wouldn't occur anywhere else but outside of that locker room. Now, you mix that with the disgustingness that is Caucasian men, and you trying to tell me that you don't think that that dude put his balls and ass in that woman's face. Are you out your fucking mind? I've seen white dudes. <laughs> I have... <been. laughs> I have. Not, I, they are certainly not ashamed to to pull their pants of, down. Of, yeah, of their body and uh, and showcasing 
their ass or whatever. They are not afraid to do They're that. They're not afraid of doing it. At and the all. thing about it is, you look, I had never known what teabagging was oh. until I started fucking talking to white people. And they were like, yeah, I'm teabagging, I'm teabagging. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck <laughs> is you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's this when you know, you squat over a guy's face. And I'm like, who the fuck, what the fuck are you I'm doing not, that? I'm not doing that shit. That shit's not, that shit wasn't occurring in any black Exactly. Room I was I was a part of. So, now did now did you strip cats down like you know the rookies or whatever or the freshmen? You know you would strip them and on occasion and maybe push them out the locker room into the hallway, maybe. But for the most part, just you know snatching off their clothes or whatever. But you're not like putting your balls on their face or like I mean like what? That's now. That's not some shit that's happening in our life. To go back into this, the whole thing with the Peyton Manning thing is. Do I think he meant to sexually harass that woman? No. Do I think he did it? Yes. He teabagged her. That's what happened. They wrote a book about it. He paid money to stop her from talking about it. He did it. He also inje- He also injected his forehead with HGH. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to get it right. Get it right. Put this right there his in my forehead. Right there. His wife injected his forehead. <laughs> With HGH, I don't know if anybody noticed. Like, story. but you know, I, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, like, because the, the conversation got into how he didn't believe that he would do that, and I was trying to explain to him, like, if you've ever been in a locker room, like, and it's crazy because it was one of my, my, um, my cousins. He, he was in the Navy, and I'm like, you've been in the Navy around a whole bunch of crazy ass motherfuckers. You, like, come on, you trying to tell me you no, can't? I know, yeah, you've, you've seen some. You've seen some crazy shit before, man. Now you've been around all these crazy ass white folk. Like, black folk got their own type of crazy. You know what I'm saying? We got our own type of crazy. Our type of crazy ain't putting our balls in your face. Nah. <laughs> that's not our crazy. We like, nah. we shoot you crazy. We shoot you. Like, that's our crazy. We're not about to. We're going to talk loud. We, yeah, we're going to yeah, scream. Yeah, we do a lot of screaming. We'll pull out the guns. You know, it, it, that's our crazy. We're not about to pull our pants down and put our balls on your head. That's some white people shit. I'm racist. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> But that that's that is a Caucasian man thing though. The teabagging is a Caucasian male thing. So if you add that with the the testosterone that comes with being in a locker room, yeah, teabagging is gonna happen. I've seen I've seen white dudes teabag people. I've seen white dudes in college pull their pants down and chase a bitch chase chase a chick around with their hands like with their penis. I've seen this. Yeah. I ain't, oh, yeah. these are th- these are things that I've seen. So for the, the conversation that I've often heard is a lot of people try to say that, you know, I don't believe that he would do that. I don't believe that that would happen. Like, why would he do it? Well, he's a white like, football I think player. The, the crazy part is, is that that part, it's not time to have that argument at this point. That's never the argument. That, that, the, that argument is over with. He it happened. Apparently, he apparently did it because somebody got paid for it to to not talk about it again. They 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 both signed a, a non disclosure agreement. And then he talked about which, it, which he, which he decided to break by not just talking about it, but writing about it with his father and, and, and disparaging the woman's name and basically so, saying that she shouldn't have she you know she was out for a paycheck and all this that and the third. So it, it just let get rid of the conversation about you know he wouldn't have he didn't he that part is that that conversation is done. What needs to happen now is, you know, let's talk. Let's talk about Peyton Manning being this, you know, oh, you know, deny, deny, deny. I'm Peyton Manning, so I, you know, I, you know, all I have to do is stand firm on, on, you know, 
and sound good with my southern drawl that you know people will believe me. You know, let's talk about that. You know, that good old boy all shucks. You know, attitude that he gets away with. That's just old, man. He did it. I, I'm firm. I firmly believe. Like I said, do I think he was trying to sexually assault that woman? Not a chance in hell do I think he was trying to sexually assault that no, woman. He was 18, 19 years old. He was being a goofy, a goofy, a goofy as, football player. Yeah, a goofy football, a goofy white football player dude. Like, that's what he was doing. And instead of just manning up and saying, yeah, you know, when I was young. I, I made a mistake. I, I was young. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have did that. But to go and, and, and write a book in 2003 you know, years after the fact, when you've had time to mature and think about the, the, you know, what you did and know that, you know what, I got kids now, you know, I, let me, let me, you know what, let me say Instead this. Instead of admitting the problem, yeah. they decided to ruin a woman's career and ruin her life. And I think that that is something that we should be looking at. We should look at the fact that a life, that a, like she was at the top of her profession when that happened and then she wasn't. Self-preservation, man. Some of these athletes have it bad. They so have it even bad. Because that was a mistake. It was a really bad mistake, but it was a juvenile childish mistake. Like I said, he wasn't trying to like, oh, you're going to suck me off or anything like that. He was literally doing something that I've seen like young white men do time and time again. But they, they, some of these he athletes, just, man, they, they have this self-preservation that I, you know, I can't have my name you know, you know, drug through the mud. I have to drag somebody else through. He, he just made it. the mistake Lance of doing it, it to Buddy a woman. Uh, that was his uh, mistake. Buddy in Milwaukee did it. Uh, Braun, he did it. Like, don't don't bring somebody else down and drag somebody else down to, to save your own ass. Man up. Yeah, not let yeah, not let white stuff out of saying. I'm just bullshitting. But in all actuality, I've never seen <laughs> like I like I had never actually you know heard of teabagging until like I went to and you know I went to University of Illinois which is like 75% white and started you know interacting with more white people and I heard I started hearing teabagging like all the time it was usually referenced in video gaming but I started seeing these guys do this shit in real life and I'm just like this is fucking wild this dude just pulled his pants down and put his asshole on somebody's face like this is crazy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this is fucking you wild you getting your ass whooped like, but you know, they normally do this when like somebody passed out from drinking. You know, like, okay, I'm a teabag. I'm like, well, I'm gonna make sure that I don't ever pass out around you, motherfuckers, because if anything yeah. like that happens to me, I'm gonna kill you. So I'm, I'm just gonna. And yeah, let me find out about it later. I'm kicking your ass later. But like I said, I think um, I think Rob, me and Rob, basically said the exact same thing. We, when a woman accuses someone of rape, I think we should, as a society, we should find a way to come together to acknowledge that a little bit more. I think that's too much skepticism that comes along with um, with that, and it, it prohibits women from coming out more often. Specifically when it comes to athletes, which is like the, the, the main focus of what I was talking about to begin with. With sexual harassment in athletes, women, way more women keep it to themselves than come out to try to get some money. Like Because what's money when it comes to your the privacy of your body? And to me, nothing. I, I'd rather have, like, okay, this is the last thing I'll say. I asked my cousin. I was like, if somebody raped you, would you come out and say it? Let's say, let's say some big brawny-ass football player raped your ass. You're a grown-ass dude. Something, something strong. Strong-ass dude. D-lineman. Just, you know, he takes advantage of you. Are you going to come out and talk about it because you want to get some money? 
So why do you expect that to come out of a woman? Why do you expect a woman to always try to get money? And I think that's the problem. A lot of people think that these women that do this are always in it for money and not realizing that it is something that completely ruins their lives. Ask that woman who got sexually harassed by Peyton Manning. Her life was never the same. This is according mm -hmm. to sources. I'm Andre Williams. That's Robert Tate. Devin Wittenberg. You know where to find us. A2 Sources on Twitter. According to sources on Facebook. According to sources at gmail.com. If you want to email us, even though I'm never going to answer your questions. Um, according to sources on Google, G+, whatever all this shit is. I don't know. We got an Instagram. People be putting shit up on Instagram. I don't do nothing on Instagram. Um, I think somebody has a uh, what's that new Snapchat? Is that the new one? I'm old. Yeah. Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> I think somebody got a Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, never know about the Snapchat. I'm a Snapchat. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a Snapchat. You got, you got a little loud over there about Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a Snapchat out there too, man. Um, I think what we'll do. When we start following these teams a little bit more, we'll have people going in with the Snapchats, do some Snapchats and show people on some vines. I think we got a vine out there. I don't know. People oh, vining. Give me the account uh, information. I'll, watch <laughs> <it>. oh. <laughs> I'll give it to you. When you at the like the, the camps, the training camps and shit. Yeah. So we gonna we gonna get that up. Um, but you know where to find us. Um, hit us up whenever you want to. We always on. We always on Twitter and Facebook, looking for a good conversation. Me, Devin. Not so much Rob because Rob be doing his own thing. He's a businessman who got. He's very, very busy during the day. But um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know where to get us. Rob, Devin, I'm Dre. ETMF Podcast Network, according to sources, and we out.